Hey, I'm Samantha Saki from The Self Club. This podcast is a conscious rebellion to shift our mindset, our way of relating, and our educational system from fear towards truth, trust, and love. This new paradigm starts with you. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. This is episode one of the podcast, Conscious Rebellion. And in this first episode, I'm going to try to explain who I am, what I stand for, a little bit about my life, and why this podcast exists but really why I do everything that I do. And won't be an easy task in one podcast episode, but I will try to squeeze in as much as I can. I'll also be explaining a little bit of what we'll be talking about here and why it matters so much for where we are right now as humanity, which is something you'll hear me talk a lot about. (laughs) So... It is a bit confusing when people ask me where I'm from, because I literally cannot name one country without feeling like I betrayed a part of myself. In fact, I have to name at least four countries to feel like I conveyed where I'm from. So um, I was born in Venezuela, um, but my family moved away when I was four years old. And to summarize, uh, I grew up between Spain and the US. And my last name is Italian, so I'm a quarter Italian, although I also studied university in Italy. Um, So those are the the four countries that sort of summarize where I'm from, and it's Venezuela, Spain, the US, and Italy. I also have, from my mom's side, um, a Lebanese background. So all of my great-grandparents from my mother's side are from Lebanon. And I do not speak Arabic. Uh, I speak uh, fluent English, uh, Spanish, Italian, a little bit of French and Portuguese and German. Um, German the least. But yeah, I have studied some languages. Um, I've moved 18 homes across four continents before I was 28. Um, And I've always been just really deep. I've been writing, philosophizing, trying to like understand life since I'm very young. And I think maybe, you know, the fact that I've moved so many times has made me realize like everything is relative. And um, I've had to really belong and find home within myself because everything just sort of came to an end and I always had to shift to the next place, to the next group. And it was kind of hard to find that feeling of belonging. Also, my existence caused a bit of unexpected disruption in many people's lives. Um, My conception and my birth, um, yeah, caused a bit of, of disruption. Let's just put it like that. And I still think I like to disrupt things today. Now it's a bit more conscious, but I like to disrupt thoughts and patterns and ways of doing things and old paradigms. And really, that's what all of this is about. I love change. I I seek it. I'm used to it. I feel strange when things are the same for too long. And I always have this sort of mindset of 
seeing if the way we're doing things or that I'm doing things is sustainable in the long run. And if it's not, I have a deep desire to change it um, and to, to, you know, have the habits and the behaviors and um, the autopilots that can endure in time. So, yeah, and also a strange thing about the cities that I've lived in 10 cities and five of them start with the letter M. I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah, Madrid, Melbourne, Australia, um, Milan, Italy, Miami, and what was, and, uh, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, right? Like really spread out all over the globe. But I thought that was a funny thing. Um, I'm a doer. So I do like to dive in and I really believe we just fail forward. Like there's no manual where there's, we should have had a little bit of a manual. The manual we got sucked quite frankly, which is what I'm going to talk about. Um, but we're just all figuring it out and it's through taking action that you learn. And that's just what life really is. It's an experience, right? That we, that we came to, to have here as human beings. I've had to overcome a lot of my perfectionist patterns to like embody this action and this failing forward fully. Yeah, I do like to take risks and to say, fuck it. But I'm a strategic fuck it kind of woman, right? It's not just like, oh, fuck it, I don't give... No, it's like this, you know what? There comes a point where you have to go all in and just trust. And I have learned to do that by really building that trust within myself. I feel that deep down, um, I'm quite a rebel. Yeah, I just, I like to question why things are the way that they are. And I've really had to let go of this perfect good girl act, right? That we were sort of um, taught um, in society, especially as women, Right. And we'll talk a lot about these expectations that like the boxes that we're put in when we're born and gender is one of them. And I think we know and we can see movements in the world that are making us question, right, what gender really means. It's asking us to redefine what being a man means, what being a woman means, to redefine what femininity looks like and what masculinity looks like, which is a topic I absolutely love. Um, so fuck a lot of that shit they told us. Oh, yeah, I like to curse, so that's already um, something I have to tell you about. And there will be some cursing on this podcast. <laughs> so one of my highest values is communication. I believe it's one of our greatest and most powerful tools. I also believe communication um, helps us develop something that I think is key in humanity today, which is empathy. I truly believe in empathy because I think it's deeply healing. I believe that we cannot heal alone and that we need each other for a lot of the healing we're seeking as human beings. As independent as I've always been and tried to be, independence is really a myth. And you'll hear me talk about this. And needing each other is such a beautiful thing. It's beautiful, it's vulnerable, and it's part of what makes us human. We are social beings at our core, and that need for belonging is, is spectacular. 
So I want us to embrace it and not to go against it and feel that needing other people is a weakness because it's really a beautiful strength and we are so much stronger together. So I do believe self-sovereignty is fundamental and that's about taking full responsibility for ourselves and our lives. It's not about pretending we don't need anyone else. Since I'm a little girl, I have felt like the luckiest person alive. I feel that all of life is what you do with what you've got. I feel that when we came into life, every single one of us chose or got handed some cards. And it's not about the cards you got. It's about how you play the game. And once you accept who you are, the cards you were handed, you could really make the absolute best of this life. Little personal things about me. I love the moon. I'm obsessed with the moon. I feel connected to the moon. Well, and the sun, because the feeling of the sun on my bare skin is one of the most delicious sensations I get to experience in this life. I love swimming in the ocean. I love climbing mountains. And that feeling when you're climbing and walking and then you stop and you turn around and you look at the view. Oh God, one of my favorite moments. I love chocolate, preferably dark, raw, and organic, and preferably with coconut sugar. <laughs> I recently danced in front of a fire naked, and I accessed this like fiery wilderness that inhabits within me that honestly wants more permission to come out. And I have a feeling that's where I might take a lot of what I'm doing, helping women and others access this, mm, this natural like inner wilderness that's been so tamed as one of the pathways to, to healing. And I talk about healing because that's been a lot of my journey. It took me quite a few decades to know myself quite a few decades to love myself. And I always say it took me about 28 years to get out of my own damn way. And so here I am. And that's the only reason that I can show up in the world in the way I'm showing up today. The reason that I can really embrace and embody all of my truth out in the world unapologetically unapologetically and regardless of what anyone thinks like this took work I can tell you that because my perfectionist self that you know thought I needed to cater to everyone else's expectations that part of me had to die it had to be reprogrammed. And there's still moments when that's happening. Um, but that, that healing and that deep self-awareness had to happen for me to 
really commit to the path that I'm on today. I always knew that this experience, this thing we call life, is quite a, quite a temporary thing. Ultimately, we're just a soul, and we borrowed this physical body. And we're not really sure how long, at least consciously, the experience is going to last. And since I'm very young, knowing that this was just like a temporary experience... I don't know why people spent so much time on things that didn't matter at all. And now I get it. They just didn't know. They're just still asleep. And we live in a system that keeps us asleep. We live in a system, we live in a system of conditioning, um, you know, that programs us in a way where we just keep the system in place, right? And that it's not really interesting or profitable to get people to question things with regards to the system. And I'm particularly frustrated by the fact that nobody taught me how to know myself why I felt what I felt, how to love and accept myself. Like, I can't believe it was that challenging to truly understand myself, to be able to manage my own emotions, to like know what was going on and why I was so damn insecure. And There weren't a lot of people and tools around me to help me figure that out or to help me figure out what I was actually here for. It was really a path of searching and messing up and stumbling across different things and and that's really why I do what I do now. And I think that's the journey for a lot of people in many different spaces and in particular this space we are for others what we wish we would have had throughout this very tumultuous process, right, that we've been through of self-awareness, of healing. So yeah, we live in a place, in a society, we grow up and everyone's really busy telling us what to do and how we should do it. And fuck that. We need to flip that around and create a system where people get to know themselves and get to access those answers within themselves instead of being told what to do. I am incredibly empathetic. I am very sensitive. I am what can be considered a highly sensitive person. There's actually books about that. It's a thing for all of you highly sensitive souls out there that might not know that. I feel everything. (laughs) And I really um, can tune into people's energy around me really easily. So I'm really affected by, by everything. And my energy also affects a lot of people. I can notice that as well. I am an Aries sun. 
a Libra moon. Yep, I was born on a full moon. And I'm a Pisces ascendant. For those astrology lovers, I'll, I'll leave it there. And for those who do know Myers-Briggs, the 16 personality types, I am an INFJ. And these two tools in particular, astrology and um, personality types, oh my god, I'm in love with them. They have just been brilliant tools in understanding myself because I'm quite a complex person. I think a lot of us are, especially people that might be attracted to this sort of work. So that's a lot of what I'll bring you, different tools, whether they're from, you know, psychological backgrounds or, um, you know, more esoteric sciences and see how they can help us to understand ourselves, to understand each other, right? To know ourselves a little bit better. All the little things that they really didn't teach us. They didn't teach us anything about how to have a solid self-esteem, how to have healthy, awake relationships, right? There, there's a void of spirituality in the society we grew up in today. And I get it because I was also part of the generation of millennials that really rejected religion, right? And that rejection of religion, that rebellion against religion, I think is a beautiful part of the journey, especially a religion that to some extent became void of true spirituality, which lies within. And I personally don't care for dogma or structures or being told how it should look like. I'm interested in a spirituality that really encourages me to be still and to look within so that I can find the answers within myself. And that is the kind of spirituality and spiritual practices that I'll also be bringing into this space, allowing us to elevate our consciousness allowing us to bring more peace into our lives and into, into our relationships, bringing sacred sexuality and energy work as part of the spiritual journey, because any sort of spirituality that denies any part of the self is not whole, is based on shame or guilt or fear and those are exactly the energies we want to move away from, right? We want to move from this fear-based system where people are worried and anxious, questioning every day if they're enough, questioning their own worth, having external metrics of success, comparing themselves to everyone else, to a system and to a society where we feel full, where we can recognize our own strengths, our weaknesses, and we can really move in the world and in our relationships with a deep sense of purpose. Not with a deep sense that something is always lacking. I think we are all so fucking beautiful. We all have these beautiful powerful, innate gifts. We have 
our personality type and we have experiences that we've been gifted. We have talents, we have passions. And all of those are the way that our purpose shows up in the world. And I want to live in a world, I want to live in a system that allows all of these gifts that we all have to truly come out. Imagine what a world it would be like if we were all initiated into our fullness, into sharing our gifts out into the world, rather than feeling like we're never enough. We would live in a very different kind of world and space. And that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about now. How can we move from this old, fear-based, guilt-based, shame-based reality and system into this new consciousness, this new way of operating that comes with a deep conscious awareness instead of from wounds and drama, right? And the first step is that awareness, becoming aware and conscious of the system we live in. And there's many conversations that need to happen. I'm not coming to you with a manual, right? A lot of these shifts will happen through these intense conversations as we figure it out. Not only the conceptual and the theoretical part of it, which is a lot easier, but in how we embody that, right? What that means in terms of my decisions, what that means in terms of how I speak, what comes out of my mouth, what I do when I get up in the morning, right? And, and that's what I love. How can we translate these, these big concepts and these new realities and this healing in consciousness that we so crave and desire for, how do we translate that into very specific actions? How do we embody that fully on the day-to-day when I'm showing up into the world? And that, for me, is where the challenge lies. That is where the beauty of the process happens. And Part of my commitment and what I help people do is I help people gain the consciousness so that you get to choose again. We get to choose again. And it's going to require choosing courage over fear. It's going to require choosing love again and again and again even if a lot of our old autopilots fall into wounding and into fear and into protecting ourselves. And it's going to require becoming aware of that again and again and again and as many times as it takes until love and trust become the new autopilots. And guess what? It might not happen in our generation. It will take a few generations to rewire a lot of that, you know, neuroplasticity, a lot of those old patterns that 
are so, so ancient that have been passed down from generation to generation that are still so deep-rooted in the way our society functions. And that's okay. I am happy to die trying. And I hope that anyone who is also dedicated to this cause knows that we might not see it in this lifetime. And that's okay. Because I am 100% committing, committed to this change. And every time we choose again, and every time we speak about this, we plant seeds. We plant seeds. We create a ripple effect that we have no idea right now where is, is, is going to lead exactly. And that's it. It's putting in the intention and letting go of the expectation of the result. Yeah, that's what I'm committed to. So I do this in a variety of ways, yeah. Um, on a practical level, speaking of embodying here on earth, here in, um, in society that I'm still a part of, um, one of the things I do is I teach in college and university, and I write courses as well in higher education, particularly in entrepreneurship, in conscious leadership, and in business. One of the things that really differentiates the work that I do in this space is that I bring in very practical ways of learning, and I embed emotional intelligence and self-awareness at the core of entrepreneurship, business, and leadership. I am extremely passionate about um, education and the educational system. I think education is one of the, just one of the base starting points that programs our mind and creates a lot of the defaults that we operate on. Education doesn't only happen at school, of course, it happens with our parents, it happens in movies, um, but the educational system in particular is one I'm very passionate about changing. And that's a whole other conversation, but I will be talking a lot about this. And in particular, entrepreneurship is one of my passions. Um, I don't speak about it too often, but, you know, I've always been a born entrepreneur. All of my family are entrepreneurs. I think I know very few, I think maybe one or two family members in my humongous family that are employed um, with, you know, a contract. Um, most people are self-employed or business owners. So that was just sort of my reality. And um, yeah, I think entrepreneurship is spectacular because it takes a lot of courage. And what entrepreneurs do is bring ideas to life. Entrepreneurs, you know, take this challenging path of, of solving problems, right? Of seeing a problem out into the world and designing a solution. Designing a solution and then, you know, turning it into a business is that art of learning to monetize it. And it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, to have a cause, to be passionate about a problem and turn it into a solution and not make profit the most important aspect of the entrepreneurial process. But at the same time, understand that profit is an important part of being able to sustain that activity. 
and being able to solve that problem for more and more people if that is one of the goals of the entrepreneur. So the relationship to money is a very interesting thing that happens with people that are dedicated to their purpose and solving problems in the world, which I love to talk about. And one of the ways um, in which my entrepreneurial journey started was back when I was 19 with my mother. And my mother and I co-created a beautiful business called Marley Camino. And it is a company in Spain, in Madrid, and it's a travel agency dedicated to taking people from all over the world on this very famous walk, a very famous pilgrimage called the Camino de Santiago, or also known as the Camino, or the Way of St. James, the Jakobsweg, if you're German. And um, I'm not going to go on and say it in different languages, <laughs> I think you get the point. And we had, the business is still going on today, of course, had a little bit of a hit during um, 2020, but it was spectacular being able to bring people from the US, Canada, Australia, Latin America, Asia, on this beautiful walk, reconnecting with themselves, reconnecting with nature, and growing the business from having, you know, just me and her to one part-time employee to then having a team of 15 people and seven part-time. It was really a beautiful business endeavor that I learned so much from while never compromising on our values and what really drove us. And my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey then um, evolved into my current project and business called The Self Club. And the Self Club has been spectacular. I've been running it for the past three years. And what I do through it is coaching and mentoring and a lot of different workshops and online programs. So there's online courses that really help you deepen in this self-awareness, this emotional intelligence, and these basic things that we weren't taught growing up that are just basic life tools, right? Basic self-management. And one of the most important and powerful ways in which I do this inner work and this healing is with my 12-week program called Unapologetic for, for Women. And this touches on a topic that I'm profoundly passionate about, which is the feminine. And I will not get into it too deeply today, but part of what needs to happen in the world today is the rebalancing of the feminine and the masculine. And we've lived in a society that has shamed and judged and repressed the feminine aspects of life. So a lot of what has been happening in the past decades is that reclamation of the feminine. And that happens not only through women stepping up in the world, but every single individual, man, woman, or otherwise, reclaiming the feminine within themselves. And that requires us to bring back emotions and intuition and movement and dance and flow and not being scared of any of those parts of ourselves that, yes, might disrupt 
the structures might disrupt the rigid patterns or the ways we have been doing things and a lot of the patriarchal system that we've been living in until now. But it is time for the feminine. And through Unapologetic, I help women that have been really stuck in their masculine, in this overthinking, overworking, over-perfectionist patterns, really tap in and tune in to that feminine essence. And that integration of the feminine within ourselves and in our society, I think is a really important part of the healing that we're on as a collective at the moment. And this will transform our way of relating. And all relationships start with our relationship to ourselves. Yeah? It's changing how we relate to ourselves and to the different parts of ourselves. Bringing awareness and consciousness into that rather than these autopilots and habits and patterns that really are not serving us. Because there is a real pandemic happening in the world that I think is really serious and that not enough people are talking about. And it is the pandemic of mental and physical disease. It is the stress, anxiety, and depression of our crippled souls in a system that has completely disconnected us from ourselves. And that is seen not only in mental health problems, but also in physical problems, right? And, and the, the spread and, and, and how common diseases like cancer and lung disease and heart disease and diabetes are, I believe, is not normal. Because the main the main causes of death in developed countries today are diseases that come from lifestyle. So diseases that come from drinking and smoking and lack of exercise and nutrition. But if we live in a system that doesn't allow us or teach us to listen to our own bodies, to know when we need to stop and rest, to know how to deal with our emotions and what's going on within without turning to alcohol or drugs. That allows us to know when we're eating things that don't feel well and that don't really align physically with how we want to feel. But we live in a world where we keep eating that shit anyway. So what are we doing? Yeah, so everything I'm talking about really comes down to to the way we live and how we can live in a way that is more whole that is more connected to nature and natural rhythms how can we embrace technology man-made technology anyway without disregarding or replacing the natural technologies 
that our bodies and Mother Earth have already inbuilt within them. Because this is not, this discourse and everything I bring here is not to create more polarization. I don't want to shame, shun, judge anything else. I want there to be an integration of it all. I am tired of left versus right. I am tired of you versus me. I am tired of who's right and who's wrong. And if we can learn to relate in this way with an open heart, with an open mind, we can get so much further as a collective. So this is my summary. Had no particular structure. I hope you got to know a little bit more about myself, about what I want to be talking about about this on this podcast. And I really hope to hear you in the other episodes, to hear your questions, to have really cool, fascinating people to discuss a lot of what's going on, and hopefully to see you in the programs, perhaps in the Self Club's membership, some of our meditations, and any other spaces that you're called to, to really do and embody this work. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this change. See you soon. We can't possibly do this alone. So if you're ready to commit to your growth and inner work, make sure to check out our membership and programs to keep you connected, conscious, and aligned. See you there.